to another episode of Suds and Cinema. My name's Kyle. I'm Jacob. I'm Josh. This is episode number 56, and tonight we are reviewing Minari. Sorry, we are not reviewing The Father. There was a little mistake. Well, a mistake on someone's behalf, not <laughs> ours, because we, there's two Definitely of us. Not mine. There's two of us that are claiming <laughs> that we both saw The Father was supposed to be out this Friday, and it's supposedly coming out March 26th on VOD. So. Not able to see it. But so are you sure you just mixed up? <laughs> we will be two twenty six with three twenty six. No, no, because we both said the same thing, and I feel like we couldn't have gotten that wrong. And it's in text. Uh, it's yeah, in we the have Instagram the chat. We had the episode yeah. laid out. We had the episode lineup laid out, and the father was in there. It would not have been in there if it was coming out March twenty six. So we've, we've got the chat logs. We do. Anyway, uh, that'll be. March 26th, not now. So just Minari this week, maybe a little bit of a shorter episode, but that's all right. Jacob is exhausted. I am. So he wasn't here last week. So what's new? I was in Mexico. I don't know if you said that at we all. Did. We last did. Episode. I mean, of course I listened to the episode oh, and I doesn't remember. even listen to our own show. <laughs> I haven't had time yet. I just <laughs> got back from Mexico on Sunday. So... Yeah, I was in Mexico. That was a whole new experience traveling. This is my first time really traveling in COVID. We did go to Nashville that one time, but yeah, that was, I mean, that was when it lockdown wasn't on yeah. anymore. <laughs> like everything was in Nashville was fully open, quote, pretty much yeah. unquote normal. So yeah. at that point, well, except for, you know, the whole protest and everything going on and, and the, the tear, tear gas, gas that got eyes, in our yeah. eyes. But yeah, so I had to get tested, you know, before I went, which Fuck them. They didn't even check it. And those tests are not cheap. The rapid test. That was like a hundred dollars. You had to pay for it too? Well, yeah. I had to get rapid tests. I didn't know how long it would take to get the test back at Rite Aid. The Rite Aid ones are free. So if you guys need tested, go to Rite Aid. RiteAid.com slash COVID. Make sure you do the east side one. So, <laughs> But don't sign up for mine. My store. Do we don't have time day. for that. <laughs> but so I did get tested at Rite Aid, but I didn't know when it would come back. So I also got rapid tests and negative. So then I get there and you have to get tested before you can come back to America, too. Mm -hmm. So I had to make a appointment. How did you not know this going into? The he did I did. He did. Oh, know. Okay. But it's just like hard to set up. I'm like, how do I set up an appointment yeah. to get a COVID <laughs> test in another country? And All I right. need it to be a rapid test and everything's in Spanish. And Kyle, my Spanish is not amazing anymore <laughs> or nor was it ever. Yeah, but if you go to a big enough city, they have to have. Oh, yeah, they did. Yeah. And I had this bougie ass like Airbnb <laughs> and it was one really? of the cheapest Airbnbs I've had. <laughs> but it was a suit. One of the Airbnb pluses or whatever they're called. The first time I stay in one of those. Wow. Yeah. This was a nice. If you saw the picture. Yeah, it looked yeah, great. It was super nice. nice. It looked like the house in Parasite. <laughs> yeah. It was super modern. Everything was like. Yeah. Yeah. And so they had, I like was messaging before. I'm like. I'm sure you guys have had American visitors before. How do you get a COVID test? And they're like, oh, we have a company that comes to your room. I'm <laughs> like, awesome. Perfect. So still, they sent out all the info to me. It was all in Spanish. I could read it, but I'm like, wait, do I have to call and make this appointment in Spanish? In Spanish? Like, hey. You just have to do the talk to text and Google Translate. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. I didn't do that. <laughs> I know someone there. Who is a regular listener of the show, Illy. Shout out Illy. Illy. Listens to every episode. So she made the appointment for me. <laughs> Thank you again. <laughs> so got that test. 
super awkward love awkward moments though because she couldn't speak like english at all mm. and my spanish is horrible <laughs> so it was a lot of just dead silence and her shoving a swab in my nose like Oh, they're talking quiet. about Illy. No, she can. I was like, "How the hell does she listen <laughs> she to this?" Like, <laughs> no, she can. She can speak English. Right? How, did they, how did they communicate the whole time he was there? We just, just stared at each other, <laughs> shoving swabs in each other's noses. Yeah. No, <laughs> Illy can speak English way better than I can speak Spanish. So, like the first day was a little rough because I had to like brush it off. Would you bit. think Mexico City would have like? I feel like there would be a lot of English. Oh, there were. There were like, it wasn't too difficult, but. I mean, I definitely heard a lot of people, a lot of Americans. Yeah, and you probably saw a lot too. Yeah, but I just always try Spanish first. Because, and plus, I apparently must look Mexican enough because everyone just assumed. Like, I saw them walk up to one table and they're like, hello, uh, how can I help you? And then they walk to me and they're like, hola. <laughs> like, si. Cerveza. Lar- Una cerveza. Por favor. Por favor. Lar- dos. Largo. Dos. <laughs> yeah, largo. And I accidentally kept switching to French, too, and that was, like, really bad. They just gave me a weird look because I didn't know the word in Spanish, but I knew the word in French. So I would just automatically... Like, yeah, close enough. Like, oh, I'm like, it's just me. I'm like, I mean, uh, I kept saying, like, instead of por favor, I was like, s'il vous plaît. And, but, yeah, so it was awesome trip, especially thanks to knowing someone there who could show me around and plan everything for me because I had zero plans going into this. Mm-hmm. Tried some beers. Very disappointed, though, honestly. Mexican beers are... Yeah. But... No, I love, like... like I like Mexican as far, beers. That's what yeah, I'm saying. But as far we're, as we're, like, talking, we're talking Mexico beers, not yeah. Corona, Modelo. Yeah. So, I don't know. And plus, I just think a lot of it is do we're so spoiled with beer. I mean, Michigan is one of the best in the world for beer. Like, right? Literally. Like, Literally one of the best places in the world. Easily. Definitely top 10 in the world for beer. So we're automatically at a higher level going to other places. Isn't that crazy? Like why Michigan? German. A lot of German heritage. No, because German beer sucks too. Uh, No. (laughs) Oktoberfest and everything. Yeah, that's... Marzins are like one of my favorites. Yeah, but a true Marzins tastes way different than like the... And my style, what does Germany bring? Hefenweizen. I don't like Hefeweizens. are, yeah. But. I like them. An entryway into craft beer. Well, they're <laughs> they still, make I would still consider. Czech, the Czech Republic. I still would consider Germany in the top. Whoa. Ten. Top ten. Countries. In terms of drinking beer. Well, yeah. <laughs> but. Beer consumption. Yeah, I don't know. I was just a little disappointed because I, I do like Corona. Like, I like Corona. I like Modelo. I like Tecate. Pacifico, Pacifico. is the best. Yeah, like, those Have are you all... you ever had Pacifico? It's the best uh, Mexican maybe. beer. Maybe. It's the best. They're all good. Like, I in legitimately enjoy all of those beers. So, I just expected more. And it wasn't that anything was bad, but just... I tried their, I, I'm always interested in trying American like APAs or American IPAs in other countries to see what their take on our beers are. Always way off. <laughs> I had a Mexican beer, an IPA one time, and it was pretty horrible. Yeah. Because all of those are, all of the, all those light beers are just the same thing as kind of American light beer, which is lagers, right? So did you have any ales in there Yeah. Well, That's what he was saying, like the APA would yeah. be. Yeah. Better. So I had an APA, I had some IPAs, I had... And they were not good. 
No, the eight. I don't know what it is. They must really like caramel. Like, well, they might have been styled in terms so of so strong. So the original English pale ale is malty, caramely. It, yeah, but this was a specifically American pale ale. Yeah, and I'm but like, this think is. About it. it tasted like a English yeah. pale ale. Think about it, like super caramel, super malty. I mean, it was balanced well for what it was. It's just not a style I enjoy that much. No, yeah, English pale ales are And all of their IPAs were like more East Coast style, like malty-ish. They weren't the hoppy, which I expected warmer. I don't know, like more California, West Coast, super hoppy, bitter. Nope. (laughs) Yeah, considering the countries they, or the states they border. Right, like, Like, (laughs) nope. It was very much like more, I guess if you think like two-hearted type, malty, less hoppy. IPA style. Yeah. I was, look, it, nothing was bad, but they were all just like, meh. I had a blonde ale that was super drinkable, though, but that's all I could say about it. Like, it didn't See, have See, if I go to Mexico, I don't flavors. know if I would go for IPAs. I think I would look for lighter beers. I tried a bunch. I tried Like, if blonde. I go to Germany, I would definitely go for light beers. Yeah, I tried blonde ale, American pale ale, IPAs, stout, which was good. That was, or porter, not stout, a porter. Similar. I wouldn't be able to tell the difference, but I think you could. Nah. Yeah, I really think you could now. Maybe. It's side if by you had side. them side by side, you yeah, can tell. Maybe. But overall, a little disappointed in that. Kind of remind me of like France, how I felt with the being disappointed. The only country so far that has killed like American style IPAs was Brewdog from Scotland. Yep. Hardcore mm-hmm. IPA and punk IPA we were the first ones I had in Europe that were or anywhere else that was. I'm like, yep, they got it. And now they're here. <laughs> so, yeah. So, great trip. Very short. Definitely yeah, want to go like back. Two and a half days, basically. Yeah, only one full day. Yeah. yeah. Just Saturday. And then came back and then went to work the next day. <laughs> well, speaking of beer. Oh, yeah. We got a beer. And last episode was kind of a collaborative pick. I guess you could somewhat consider this another collaborative pick. Uh, this is one of our Tavor beers. So I don't know if we've mentioned on the show yet, but we did one order from Tavor. One and first and last. One and done. <laughs> because um, gone. Yeah. So Thanks, Whitmer. We got, <laughs> Thanks. It is because due to Michigan laws and regulations. Um, they want to keep that Michigan beer pure. Yeah, they can't uh, ship to um, Michigan anymore. So we did one order. We changed it from we were going to just get one beer and keep reordering um, to uh, 17. We, four? <laughs> we got four beers. Yeah, a few cans, obviously. Um, so we are going to start with Pie of the Tiger, which is from Full Circle Brewing. From where? Um, why don't you pull that up on Untapped? I'm going to just look at the can here. Uh, this is, okay, so Fresno, California. Brewing. Okay, Fresno, California, and this is part of the Hip Hop Puree series, Pie of the Tiger. So it says it is brewed with boysenberry, cherry, cinnamon, vanilla, and lactose. So obviously you're some pie flavors, boysenberry and cherry is the two fruits. See that on the can. All right, do we have a description? Uh, There isn't one. Really? Type in mixed berry. Yep. I don't know if just the straight pie of the tiger has one, but because it's a whole series with a bunch of different ones. Sure. What is as long as it doesn't get too specific in that as far as flavor. Read the uh, pie of the tiger. Um, 
Nope. It just says brewed with those. Okay. <laughs> and then well, contains lactose. Okay. So this is the mixed berry pie sour. So I guess there's, like you said, lots of different skews of this, flavors of this. But this one is the mixed berry. So this is, I already said, boysenberry, cherry, cinnamon, vanilla, made with lactose. The only um, description here is actually for the brewery itself. Here I could read that. Uh, the Full Circle Brewing Company. Our logo represents the rebirth of our city, our brewery, and our lives. Ernie, which is the skull, I guess, uh, believes time is the most precious non-renewable resource. Take the time to bring it full circle, live a little, and be entertained. Hashtag beertainment. Here we go. Found one. Nice. I apparently I have to put it on my birthday. <laughs> Make sure you're 21. Okay. Fresh out of the oven, our latest inspired American sour is reminiscent of grandma's homemade mixed berry pie. Brewed with cherry and boysenberry purees for sweetness. And accented with cinnamon, lactose, vanilla. Wait, that's bad. <laughs> that's not a well-structured uh, sentence here. And accented with cinnamon, is not lactose, <laughs> lactose, vanilla to bring that pie element to the table. This mixed berry American sour is ready to serve for all occasions. Damn right. Also, uh, cool. Cap, uh, Taver promises all these to be four stars. So it's at a 3.94 right now. Though, I'm so. assuming yeah. the original Money pie of the back, tiger probably is a buy. Or the yeah, the original pie of the tiger is probably over a four. So that, they probably just classified it. Oh. Yeah, I think some of them are. Yeah, pie of the tiger is 4.08. Yeah, like just barely under their original. So anything else should we add before? There, this? We have an ABV of 6%. Yep, the ABV. It is a sour, so it's going to be super tart and sour. probably very sweet. <laughs> the color on this thing in the pictures is I know, like that's why I got this super glass. Super so uh, opaque, it. pink, mm-hmm. it looks like. Like a puree. Like a puree. Let's crack this open, huh? Yeah. I'm excited for it. Let's see what this looks like. I brought a glass so we can see. It's a very opaque pink. <laughs> Holy shit! It is so, it's ta- it's tart da, da, and sour. <laughs> it's as tart to tart. <laughs> it's so tower. <laughs> it's so sour and tart that it's tower. Good comfy. Layla. That wakes up every taste bud in your gets, mouth. Gets you right in the fillings. <laughs> yeah. It's not as. Uh, Milky is I yeah, it's not it as cloudy. Maybe that was like fresh pour, or maybe it was like the first pour or something. It's the lighting. Look at that head. Yeah, that's a huge head. One. Very active yeast. No. Damn. <laughs> I don't know what that means at all. It doesn't mean. It just means that it got a good head. It's carbonated. Well, look at this guy's. <laughs> what the fuck is he drinking out of? <laughs> I don't know. A mason jar. It's uh, like Stella's. They use uh, mason. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's delicious. It's a sour, super sweet. Yeah. Very. The cinnamon is very, very prevalent. tart. Tart. I think so. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of cinnamon in that. Yeah. Super cinnamony. It's delicious. I like it a lot. Good thing I had those two beers to get my hangover. Yeah. Cure you before you try this. Get carried up. It is. It, it's pretty. It is pretty light, still like you can, you know. Yeah, yeah there's nothing at the end, really. Yeah. 
But with any sours, I could never drink like more than one. Honestly, yeah. Well, yeah. I don't know if I would drink more than one of this. But like with the, you know, the name hip hop puree, like and just the pour, kind of without thick it looks. It's yeah, it doesn't taste like smoothie. Yeah, almost. it's not <laughs> yeah. that at all. So I feel like I'm getting a heartburn from this. <laughs> Welcome to almost thirty. Yeah, I get heartburn all Never the time. I don't get heartburn. <laughs> really? Once oh, in my that's life. So bad. Yeah, just once in my life. I just think when those, I was like young. Like years and years of eating hot food just, just caught up to me. I accidentally swallowed shampoo once. Well, there you go. I, I, I almost never eat spicy food, so. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, lucky you. Wild. You'll probably never have to deal with it. But it hasn't affected me yet. Well, that Diablo burrito definitely gave you heartburn. No, that gave have. me butthole burn. <laughs> Same thing. My heart was fine. <laughs> I I honestly thought something was wrong with me like the next day. I was like, what the fu-? I like tore myself open. I looked for blood. Yeah, it was. <laughs> oof. I'm like, oh, yeah, that <laughs> burrito. That took two hours to get. It really did. too. All right. Yep. All right. We are reviewing Minari. Uh, Minari is written and directed by Lee Isaac Chung. Uh, stars Steven Yoon, Yuri Han, Alan S. Kim, and Noel Cho. I guess it should say the grandma as well. Uh, Yoo Jung Yoon. Uh, plot synopsis reads, a Korean family starts a farm in 1980s Arkansas. Let's take a listen to a clip. Let's give them nothing to do. No, any water, okay? Oh. Okay, time to be the go. Time to go. All right, what'd you guys think of Minari? I liked it quite a bit. I thought it was beautifully shot, which obviously is always so important to me. Um, Acting was good. Always more difficult in other languages, but I liked how Steven uh, put on an accent because he definitely does not have an accent. No, his English is pretty is perfect. So. Yeah, I mean, Walking Dead, he didn't speak Korean at all, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know, at least in what I watched of it. So I know he doesn't have an accent, so he had to fake a Korean accent. <laughs> Sounded good to me. <laughs> and I thought, yeah, I thought the acting overall was good. Um, I, what really hurt it for me was more of the ending parts, but overall I just thought it was a nice story. It was <laughs> leave it to like a 24 to bring this kind of weird story. Oh, just these em- Korean immigrants moved to Arkansas to, to start farmers, a farm. Yeah. Yep. Sounds like something I don't want to watch at all, but I enjoyed it quite a bit. Yeah. Don't have too many complaints about it. Yeah. I, uh, I enjoyed it a lot too. I don't think. I didn't have any problems with the start or the end. I just had a problems with mm-hmm. the runtime a little bit. Yeah. And that was like in the middle. There was some lulls that kind of took it, took me out of the movie, which, you know, like it was such a strong movie and it could have been a lot stronger um, had it not had those lulls that kind of took me out of it. But um, I thought like everything, every element that you look for in a great movie it had, you know, acting was great. Um, I thought the kid, little boy, was great. Yeah. David. Um, I liked how I had English and Korean in it. 
Mm-hmm. So it like really felt like pretty authentic for them to come to America and the kids like know English really well. They can speak English really well just because they've come up in it because they were in California before. Well, I liked that also, not just in the language itself, but the culture clash, right? Of how the kids are American raised versus mm-hmm. like the older generation where they're expecting right. to be like they're like oh yeah he'll, he loves to share his room he's a korean kid yeah. not american kid american kids hate sharing their yeah room. <laughs> there was some funny parts too i chuckled a couple of times there were some hilarious parts yeah. i thought <laughs> i yeah maybe i wouldn't go hilarious <laughs> but definitely funny like i it, it caused me a laugh a couple of times um i do like the um how they basically show the american dream and how they came to America to, you know, get away from Korea and struggles that Korea had in like, what is it, communist basically, or well, depending on what depending part of Korea, it. dictatorship, um, to come to America and literally just buy land and then grow, make a business. So you basically showed capitalism in its finest where you can literally start from nothing, build up a business, you know, and be successful at it. So that was, um, I liked how it showed the American dream in from a Korean's point of view. Um, so yeah, I just like a couple problems, not really problems, but just lulls and boring parts that kind of hurt it for me. Mm-hmm. Yep. I loved it as well. And just real quick before to go off of something I liked, I did like how they showed, you know, start um that next step in the american dream right because i think the one thing that they didn't show but what it's getting at is like a lot of people come here with this maybe an idea or mentality and they were working they were already living and working in america for so long but it wasn't it wasn't the american dream so then they went and chased the american dream right like it's not that you come here and it just happens they were they were working for so long, you know, literally just checking the like sexes ten years, of, right? of yeah. chickens, right? And he, he was said like, a decade. Yeah. Well, because yeah, because the girl was born here, wasn't she? Yeah. They never like say the how old the boy is, but he's seven, the grandma has never met the son, you know, the boy. I so. thought they said he was like six or seven. Oh, I don't know if they ever say his age I, exactly. They might have, but anyway, just that like idea that um, you know, he he isn't he doesn't want to be stagnant in life and he has this dream. So he's going to go and chase it. Cause like, you know, so many people will work the same job forever cause it's comfortable. And that's kind of what almost like what his wife wants, but he doesn't want that. And that causes turmoil with them. And yeah, I liked a lot of that stuff. I think the main, I think it's main problem is actually that it doesn't, I feel like we don't really see the movie through one viewpoint and it kind of like tries to go back and forth between Really, I guess just the parents and the son. Like it's almost like the the daughter. Either I wish they would have just kind of spent equal time on each family member, or really focused in on one viewpoint. Like watched the whole movie from the son's point of view, and you know found a way to put the all the story beats that they wanted in there, or split time equally. Because I feel like it was that's really yeah that is a good point yeah. yeah. Definitely feels like she's like a side character. Yeah, like she's like we don't Just really there. learn anything about her. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I really do like I like this son a lot, and I thought he had you know a lot of great parts and um, scenes with the grandmother and that whole relationship and everything. And yeah, I like the start. I really was invested in the beginning. 
Uh, I like the ending too. I agree with Josh that I think it's the middle that I can't remember exactly when it is, but there's like a part where it's like, okay, I'm feeling the runtime a little bit. Yeah. I wish it would pick up the pace right here and it would be fine. Yeah. I don't mean I dislike the ending. I just thought it was convenient. <laughs> yeah. I liked how it actually ended, but it's just that kind of bothered me a little bit. Convenient, I feel like, I don't know if that's the right word that you're looking for, because I feel like convenient is like something that just kind of happens and it's like luck, it, luck of the draw. I don't know. But I this g- was like the ending was set up. Yeah. Like early in the movie. So like it, it yeah. was like more of a payoff versus a convenience, I thought. I think yeah. it depends on what you're talking about. Are you talking about the crop or are you talking about like no, the, the crop, yeah. Like how they ended up Or are you like, talking about like I don't know what talking <laughs> we about got the shed. Mm, I mean, yeah. Yeah, I know what you're saying. We're like, it's like, oh, shit, this happens. Just like, to uh, of yeah, course, see, this yeah. happens at this exact time yeah, when this right. just okay, happened. Yeah, yeah, I thought like, you were talking about like the, like that the just, actual end. Like that, just I'm like, okay, come yeah, on. yeah, like, I agree really, yeah, of I kind course. of, I kind of thought that too. Yeah, but I mean, like, like it still was me. fine, but it's just it was like intense. really like it's just like trying. I to I think make it's you... because the whole movie does not feel like a. There's like no movie moments in this movie. It's so slice of life and yeah. just like matter of fact that when that happens you're like oh this is a movie but yes it felt so unrealistic yeah. like yes that can happen but <laughs> come on and like, why it happens at that exact time which it could but it's still in any other movie it would be like oh yeah of course this yeah. is what's supposed to happen but <laughs> yeah. in this movie no everything it was felt to forced like, to me yeah compared. you have to watch it to um i mean it's very similar to nomadland like just how like slice of life matter of fact everything is like you know nothing feels like written or or pulled from these characters it's all just happening yeah. feels so natural yeah and that's why no man land was better because it didn't have that movie <laughs> moment no yeah <laughs> but i just like i don't know like the little subtleties like when he was happy when his crap was building he's like good job Good job. Like I love Will just, Patton's character. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was hilarious. Yeah, freaking Will Patton coming out of nowhere like speaking tongue. I had no idea he time. was there. He wasn't even in the movie. I mean, I like I saw him and then I recognized him like oh, I, yeah. do I know this guy from? Oh yeah, he was in Remember the Titans and yep. then like I'm like where when was the last time we saw him? He's on also screen? in the new Halloween. He's a cop. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Wow. Well, yeah, he's not really like obviously he's not bigger big name or anything but he always i think he always does really well and is he's a great supporting role yeah sure you did good I, in this i liked his character <laughs> i love his character yeah. i mean as a totally batshit crazy guy fits it's arkansas which there was <laughs> he one, was a which, but too. he brought one element that like or brought to mind one element that was confusing like in the ending he goes uh, the father, right? So in the beginning, they make the, this big deal that Koreans, we use our minds. Right? Yeah. We're going to use our minds to solve these they, problems. The and then at the rod. end, he goes yeah. back to like... The dowsing rod. Yeah. I was like... Yeah, I didn't get... I, I didn't get that arc, that change of what, what I, made him change his mind. I didn't <laughs> like that it actually worked, too. Yeah, because right. he found the water. <laughs> yeah. So it wasn't like his way didn't work. Exactly. Well, that just ran out. Yeah, but he found more. No, he didn't. Yeah. He hooked it up to the he county, it up line. To the county oh, line. Oh, yeah. that's why. <laughs> so he why never house, found. That's, that's why they're wired. I was confused for, yeah. that for a second because <laughs> their water wasn't. He cut off their water. It depends uh, on how you watched it, but like 
that he does it at night. So if you can't read the plate that says county yeah, says water county. on it, you, you would miss it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I didn't see that. Yeah. Come on, Jacob. Uh, but that's still Did an you even watch fact. the movie? Yeah. That's still an excuse the fact that I feel like he has this change of heart or whatever. Like, I don't know. Like, do you feel like it, maybe it's showing you feel that like he's he becoming was, more American? Well, I was saying what I was thinking is like, do you feel like he actually believed that like what Will Patton's character did for David or or any of that stuff? No, had a sway on him because they don't spend much time on it. Yeah. They have that whole scene where I he's think like, he's mad that he comes over and does these yeah. religious things, and I think it's almost there just as like a insert that's kind of funny because now he's gonna try the dowsing rod. <laughs> like, I don't know. I yeah, didn't take, that, maybe, yeah, maybe I think it was, was almost there for or he's comedy. Like humoring, he's yeah. humoring Will Patton's character. Well, Will Patton also, like everything that he did and said to do worked. So maybe he was just like, why not try why it? Why not try yeah. it? If it if everything else you've said worked, because like, the cabbage, uh, he said, why are you putting it so close? You're going to have little baby cabbage or lettuce. You need big lettuce. Mm-hmm. So he, like, he, ta- he was teaching him how to farm. Yeah. So I wonder if like it was just like coming to the realization of like, Will Patton, that character actually knew. What was his actual name? I don't remember. Roy? No, I don't know. <laughs> I'm just throwing some. I think that's what my gut says. Paul. 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 That's it. Where did I get Roy from? <laughs> I don't know. Roy. Oh, well. Um, did you even watch the movie? No. <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> Um, I'm terrible with names in real it's life. It's also so funny. Remembering uh, fake names is hard too. <laughs> random, random info, but uh, Brad Pitt was a producer on this. Yep. Let's chase another Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> Feels yeah. like it. I felt. His I touch. knew that. I could feel his producing. I felt his touch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I liked the. Um, I like the acting too, especially from you know the kids. It's really hard to get good performances out of child actors and. Yeah, uh, really good. Taika Waititi level. Yeah. I mean, maybe it is an American thing. Like, we are child actors suck or directors can't yeah. get that from them. But yeah, foreign <laughs> children are way better actors. But yeah, like, you were talking about the language thing, and they, um, just like kids, like, um, you know, living in Texas, I saw a lot of, like, uh, English and Spanish speaking kids and they would all it's they do the same thing where it's like they say once half a sentence in Spanish and half of it in English mm-hmm. and like certain words they'll even just leave as English because you up. know they don't learn they don't have like or the Spanish word isn't exactly what they're trying to say so they'll say the English word like because right. there aren't words for that you know and things like that that they mix ding into the dong movie broke <laughs> well, things I mean, like that they mix in I literally really did good. that same thing with French and Spanish when I was over there I would yeah. just didn't know the word so you just use the other word in the other language yeah, exactly. And they it do just, that. And it's like just how they, I mean, obviously they speak English really well and they don't even have an accent. The kids don't. So, no. But the fact that they can, you know, mix it like that and maybe it's more natural for them. So it's just a natural performance, but it worked well in the movie at least. Yeah. So I like that. And it did look really well also. Looked very nice. Looked really well. It's, it's, <laughs> <laughs> well, looked very nice. Very beautifully shot. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just it's it is a tough one to talk about. Oh my goodness! I okay, I had a feeling this whole like the whole time I watched this movie, I'm like, this looks like Hunt Hunt for the Wilder People. That's like the way it was shot, it's the exact same cinematographer. Is it? I thought watching the movie, I was like, this looks like. Well, it kind of felt like a Taika Waititi movie. 
and well, like Hunt for the Wilder People was one of my now one of my top movies. <laughs> I love that movie. I just I was watching it for some reason. I it just it like, like resonated. I was like, this like kind of feels like like a movie that I've seen, and I thought of this movie while watching it. And well, they both look great. So hmm. he also was the director of photography for Stranger Things for a couple episodes. Well, Stranger Things looks pretty good too. Yeah, what I was gonna say is that it's <laughs> tough to talk about because it's so plotless. Yeah, it's and like just everything is done well. It's like. What do we say? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know if you guys have any like, specifics that you want to go over. It, Scenes maybe. You could go over anything? the, I guess we could spoil and then go into what problem you had. I guess. I mean, I already said what my problem was I know, was but with we didn't scene. actually yeah. say like, what yeah, but actually happened. It doesn't matter. It, yeah, it's unimportant. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if we don't have to spoil anything, then that's ideal yeah. usually for, for people. I mean, it, yeah, it's not that because important. Because this is even $20. Story, yeah. Like if they don't want to watch it now and they want to wait, like. A lot of people aren't going to be see and want to listen to the full episode without skipping ahead. Yeah, you know, can say. I it. mean, like I liked this movie a lot. Do I want to watch it again anytime soon? Probably not. I, it's just I isn't a movie that a I would definitely watch it again. I just have no. It not wasn't soon. like exciting or any like had something that like oh hey guys you should watch yeah, this no. Korean farming movie with me <laughs> like. Hard recommendation for that kind of. If thing. there's like, any Korean farmers listening to this episode, check it out. Anyaseyo. I guess one aspect um, that we didn't or haven't touched on is the like the relationship with the husband and wife and like that whole arc. Yeah, because it really I liked, I liked that arc. Actually. Yeah, like yeah. at the towards the end, kind of what she says to him, like is you know pretty. I feel like it was pretty powerful at the moment. Like when they're outside of the, mar- the yeah, store. Of the yeah, exactly. That was so good. Yeah. Well, really it was like another one of those where it's not necessarily like one is wrong, right? Like I can see where he's coming from and I can see where she's coming from and they're both equally valid points. Yeah, it's another uh, whatever for whatever reason we're getting like very realistic <laughs> portraits of marriage recently because <laughs> yeah, if you like look at it from his point of view, like you you can sympathize with him. If you look at it from her point of view, you can totally sympathize sympathize with her. Yeah. And neither of them are wrong. It's just like those two ideologies clashing is what's causing them to fight. Not that one of them is wrong, one of them is right. It's no. just they don't go together. So yeah. yeah, I really like their relationship and especially towards the end, like I said, what happens. I wish I don't know, I don't know if it would have been like more movie ish, but like because they kind of just after the ending, after that scene it's kind of just resolved, right? And it doesn't feel like anything happened to change that. Like, sure, something like that can put things into perspective a little bit more. But at the end of the day, what happened, what he said still was said. Like, But at the same back. time, I I felt like well, they showed that he did care. Like, her whole problem was that she he cared more about what he was doing there than, than family. the family. Yeah. yeah, And then he just let... All of his stuff, you know, you know what the scene he like, he didn't just he let chose it, her it, though, but she also chose so? him. <laughs> How did he choose? Like, but that's what cho- I was saying is if he is, it might have seemed more movie moment dramatic, but if she went there or went in, he should have said, like, stopped everything and be like, no, get out right now. But he doesn't. He like lets it happen for a long time. Like he like 
lets her try to help him. Yeah, because before yeah. stopping her, like because. Her, but that was showing that she yeah, still that cares. she's willing to. She do really for does him care too. about what he cares about. Yeah, I like, get it, but I'm saying like that should that should not be the thing that changes like whatever happened then. I don't know. Or like I, have, I thought it felt great. Mm, that was like it's a small. There could have been like a small change to make and it. And do more we know it's like resolved dramatic. really though? No. Yeah, because the ending's kind of ambiguous. It really. is. Yeah, it's very short after that. That yeah, there. Yeah, I remember like pausing because I had to pee, mm. and then I like looked and I was like, that yeah, scene right happened. Over. I'm like, how the hell is this movie gonna end in 12 minutes? Yeah, because <laughs> that happened within the last like 15 minutes, 12 minutes of the movie. So but, we don't know, but with any relationships, there's all those ups and downs. So maybe it will fall apart again, and this is just the. They said a little band aid that fixed it for a second, right? <laughs> like, she said, I that mean, that conversation that we're talking about, it says that, you know, everything's good now, but it won't stay that way. And then yeah. it'll get good again. And then it will. And mm-hmm. so I, yeah. I also liked the line that he said in the, in the hospital or whatever they went to the clinic when he said, um, even if I fail, I just have to finish the job. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. he has to see it, to, he has to see it through. Whether he succeeds or fails, he's all in. He has to do it. Yeah, which is like why I'm saying that he conversation wasn't wrong. was really good too. Yeah, he wasn't he's wrong about in what his, his thought. I have to show my kids I can do something. Why? Because I have to. Yeah. Well, he does say that he no. He says I have to show them I can succeed at something. Yeah, because he's always failing. He does actually say that he wants or he thinks he's gonna succeed at that point. But yeah, it's uh, it's very good. Yeah. I don't know about, I don't know about moving, on a rewatch, but uh, yeah. I I feel like it could go up a little bit for me. I I feel like I was hard. Here's the on other thing too is like it's it feels like a very personal movie, and I don't I didn't look up anything about the movie, so it could tie into like the characters or even sorry the actors said that it um it's like some of their personal uh experiences have been tied in, and I'm guessing a lot of the directors personal experiences have been tied in, but I don't know any of that. And it does feel like a movie that would hit more personally um, for either growing up in the eighties or being an immigrant or a lot of other things. Farmer. Other than, yeah, like starting anybody. Farm, like I also, none like, of our experiences basically. Yeah. <laughs> I like well, we the, went to uh, corn cob. We know <laughs> about them farmers. I like the um, tie in of, of actually Minari. Cause I had no idea what that was. Yeah. I, I know what the movie. Up. Yeah. I looked it up and like, like if you look in the description. But I also knew at the very moment that she was like, oh, we're going to start planting Minari here. I was like, oh, I know it's, I know what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's foreshadowed. <laughs> I did For sure. But I just, I liked how, how they, how she described Minari, how it's, it's for rich and poor. It's, it just grows. It's a. Yeah, I looked it up and it's, that's like. It's a very resilient. Yeah. yeah, it's a resilient it pretty plant. pretty much take care, takes care of itself. Yeah. And it's like it's just showing, and it flourishes, and it's like showing yeah, it that there's a lot of sun or very little. Yeah, like, you, yeah, yeah. You plant strong roots, you can flourish no matter what. And mm-hmm. I, it fits it was, the movie. It was very um, yeah. On metaphorical. The nose, on the no- <laughs> I don't. I wouldn't say it's on the nose at all. Oh come on. <laughs> no, because it could have been. It could have been way cheesier. I'm not yeah, saying. No. Yeah. I mean, they don't. They don't. It's a good thing that they don't say that exactly in the movie. Yeah, like they're like they say that it has like a lot us. of uses, but they don't say. Yeah, they don't say. Minari. Oh, if you plant strong roots, it'll flourish no matter what. Yeah. <laughs> they don't say that. No, that's why. <laughs> but I don't that's like what it literally like the Wikipedia's page uh-huh. says. Yeah, yeah, which is, I mean, it's not in the movie, so it's, yeah, it's excusable. But 
it's funny that that is like if that's a description then yeah, yeah. they really uh chose I something looked it obvious up. it's not the wikipedia but there title. was a thing that I'm yeah, like, wow this too. is like exactly like <laughs> what yeah. it was talking about like did they read this for the script <laughs> All right, I think that's it for Minari. Yeah. So what are we saying out of five stars? I gave it a four out of five. I also gave it a I gave it a heavy four out of five. I also gave it a four out of five. What? When was the last time we all agreed on a movie? I'd have to go back into the archives. I wow. have no idea. <laughs> if you know, leave a comment. I think gentlemen. <laughs> three and a half? Three and a I half. I think we all gave three <laughs> and a half. Wait, also uh nineteen seventeen, right? Yep, that was all three and a half. Seven. Are you kidding me? It has not been a full year. I'm just thinking off the top of the head that probably it might have been. Uh, there's got to be something else. No, there probably probably is. just like a forgettable Marriage story. Movie that Wait, was that also? Yeah, I think we all gave it a five, right? What? Wait, I, I gave know. it a four and a half. I think I gave it a four and a half also. Oh, I think I gave it a five. We I gave it room to grow, as Jacob would say. <laughs> room to grow. Got to rewatch like Minari. Got to rewatch <laughs> Marriage Story soon. Yeah, well, that was our only feature, so guess we can get into what else we've been watching. I've got, got a three. few. Yep. Three others. Go for it. Okay. I'll do my shorty. Uh, I watched the new Hulu documentary In and of Itself. Uh, this is, well, it's called Derek Delgadio's In and of Itself on certain sites and just In and of Itself on other sites. But anyway... This movie or this documentary is all over the place. People are loving this thing, saying, oh, my God, you got to watch this. You got to see it. It'll blow your mind. And I'm guessing it didn't blow Kyle's mind. Um, not <laughs> if you're like any kind of self-aware, have any kind of self-awareness, like what's happening. <laughs> so everyone who th- thought this is good completely needs to self-reflect. It's got a four star on Letterboxd. Yeah. Well, yeah, they exactly. all need to, it's, they're not self-aware. But it, it's, it's the kind of, it's the kind of thing that yeah. like is, I felt like it was like pretty emotionally. Oh. Yeah, it, like exactly. And for like emotionally manipulative and all this stuff and there's magic mixed into it. So it's like, oh, we're going to try, we're going to give you this heavy message mixed with magic. So that way it'll make it more. I mean, he is like a sleight of hand artist. He's a magician, but on top of that, trying to put across this message of identity, which the message itself is good, but it's like, really, he's just trying to say, like, don't let anybody else give you your identity. Like, identity is something also that, like, is should never be defined, kind of. Which is, like, if you, I don't know, like, yeah, again, philosophy 101, if you've, ta- if, like, you've reflected at all like on your existence or yourself or whatever you would kind of know these things already and right. a lot of people don't so it, it's a good message to have out there but it just feels so basic for like <laughs> what these people are blowing out of proportion right right and uh, you know there are some cool things in there like <laughs> like these tricks are cool but at the end of the day you know they're tricks like this is not real so stop thinking it's real like right i'll just say one trick like the one that people are, you know, creaming their pants over is that he will pull like these stack of letters from, you know, the stage from a bookshelf on the stage and he'll pull a random person from the audience and say, pick one of these letters out of a full stack. You can choose any one you want. And when you open it, it's going to transform into a letter from and the, the envelope will say uh, a friend, uh, a father, a mother, a cousin, whatever. He says this letter will transform into a letter from this person written to you. 
So this letter is going to be written to you specifically with all these specific details and everything. Mm-hmm. And then they open it and they're like, oh, my God, this the letter it's is like for the them. Type oh thing. God. Yeah, but it is written for them specifically. Right. But obviously there it the, obviously the words aren't transforming and the and the ink is not shift shape shifting to <laughs> to be a letter for them. It's like, yes, there was somehow they were <laughs> that these letters were written for them just ahead of time. It's not it's not that amazing. Like it, it's it has to be. This is something that should have remained a stage show and not a movie because it's more powerful if you're in the audience and it's more powerful if this happens to you. But everybody else watching it, like it's not going to be as powerful and you're only going to take away the message of identity and, you know, his personal experiences too, which he talks about, you know, his, his past experiences in life and how he kind of came to this message and things like that, which is interesting. But overall, it's not it doesn't fit well either as a documentary or as a film because it's all being filmed on stage and there's like little animated things to put in there to kind of fill the gaps. So you're really just watching a filmed stage show. So it doesn't work well as a film, as a documentary, kind of interesting. And overall, the takeaway isn't that powerful, especially if you're not there in person witnessing it. Like so anyway, because of all that, it's definitely not for it's definitely not as high up as a lot of people rated it. I gave it a three. I think it's important, but it's not like mind blowing or anything. Director's Frank Oz. Yep. Frank Oz directed it. Forgot to mention. Legendary. Yeah. Legendary puppeter Puppeter. directing documentaries now. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Puppeteer. Um, You guys have anything? I do. I watch a lot of TV shows. I have Roma. Which I finally watched. It's actually been on my list. You've never seen Roma? No, this is my first time watching it. I haven't watched it. It just came out not that long ago, right? It was like last year. (laughs) Yeah, it was like last year. It might have been 19, 19, right? Um, It might have been 19. 18. Wow. I didn't know it was that long ago. So I finally watched Roma. And perfect segue, I stayed in Roma in Mexico City. And this takes place in Roma in Mexico City. So Roma takes place in Rome. Well, it could have been Rome. (laughs) Uh, <laughs> I guess. Atel- Italian. If you know anything about the movie, you know it's it's a Mexican. Okay, go ahead. But I also <laughs> stayed there, which I know. is great segue. Recognized <laughs> all the scenes. No, I'm kidding. I didn't recognize a single thing. They actually had your Airbnb in the movie. Yeah, it was there. It was filmed <laughs> in your Airbnb. But stunningly beautiful movie. It's shot so well. Every scene looks great. I loved it. Black and white. So that also gets like, it just makes things look nice. (laughs) It looked beautiful, but I will say I was bored through a lot of the movie. (laughs) It's 2.15. I feel like I heard that's like a huge knock on it is it's pretty boring. Yeah, but not like it. I don't even know how to explain it exactly. Did you talk about it on here? I don't think you so. I, think I watched it. I've seen. I watched it before the show. Like yeah. I watched it right when it came out on. Netflix. Like I'm talking about that, but this is a movie I do want to watch again. <clears throat> I do want to watch this movie again. One just because how good it looks, but yeah, the story is. It's like a story I think you would appreciate, Joshua. Like, but it is very sad and like, yeah, it, it's heartbreakingly sad, especially when you get to the last act there pretty yeah hard to watch and but the 
honestly, the biggest part was just cinematography for, for me. I don't have a lot that I want to say about the movie other than then. That was Alfonso did the cinematography yeah, for uh, Revenant. No, he, di- he, he directed Revenant. No, right. that was uh, Alejandro Gonzalez. Yeah, How did he do then? Alfonso Cuarón. He did Gravity, Harry Potter, three Gravity, Harry P- and Prisoner of Azkaban. Mm-hmm. But well, he was a producer a for Pan's for Labyrinth too. He said he was his own cinematographer for oh, this. Oh, and movie. Paris Je T'aime. Y tu mama también. It's been on yep, forever. That one too, yeah. And Harry Potter and Deathly Hallows. Yeah, Hall. he said. Or oh, Prisoner he Azkaban. He did Deathly Hallows. Prisoner Just, Azkaban. Yeah, it's I know. That's we talked about. That is the best one. But yeah, it's. Um, it's a very, very good movie, <laughs> especially if you enjoy cinematography. As and Kyle I do would say technically flawless. Technically, yeah, it is insanely nice to look at, <laughs> but it just was. It did drag for a while. There's, it seems almost plotless for most of it. It's kind of, I guess, a good tie into Minari and the fact that it just like seems like a slice of life with, and like the difference between like a. Someone who has money, like a class difference, but also like the difference between like what a man has to deal with and what a woman has to deal with in this way. And I think it's done well, especially since it's a male director and we've seen it done well with a lot of female directors recently. (laughs) Kyle's dying (laughs) over here. (laughs) Getting old. Yeah. So I definitely recommend this movie, and I honestly, when did I watch this? Because I was like, think, I was trying to think about like, what do I want to really rate this movie? I wish it's out of my twenty-four hour span, so I can't change it. But I did enjoy this movie a, a lot. I do want to watch this again, and it was insanely beautiful. Obviously, acting and stuff—it's always hard to tell when it's in another language. Honestly, what was she, what was good. the main actress? It sounded good. What else is she in? She was like a, a extra or like a like a maid or something in a movie. She, she was, was a maid in this. Yalitza. She was in Road to Roma. That's it. <laughs> Apparently, she just lives in Roma. So no. Oh, she was only in Roma. That was the making of Roma. What? She looks so familiar. Like she was in a TV show or something. I don't know. Never mind. I don't know, but it's on Netflix, so the buy-in to this is probably nothing because everybody has Netflix, so I can't. I definitely recommend this as a watch. It's not a happy movie, so good. look forward to that. But I guess I don't really have too much more to say about it. I give it a 4 out of 5. Kyle, are you going to comment on the Roma at all? I think Kyle gave the same score. No, he did not. <laughs> what did you get? A star lower. Three? A full star lower. <laughs> why? I want to hear why it's so much lower. So I watched Roma right when it came out, like I said, um, and it was getting tons of hype. I think it was, I think I was like expecting a lot going into it, but pretty much the same, like it was kind partially boring, but it was pretty plotless which sometimes i don't mind at all but i guess just Inari. yeah exactly <laughs> and i don't know it's been a long time since i've seen it but just i remember how it came together and like i just didn't i just didn't feel feel much for it and maybe it's quran like i think most of his 
stuff is overrated. Like, even though I have it highly rated, I think it's overrated. Like, I think Gravity is probably my highest rated movie of his. And that's just because I love space movies. Prisoner of Azkaban. <laughs> I, don't Prisoner have Azkaban. Ra- I don't have those rated. It's so definitely the best Harry Potter movie. Yeah, but what, out of 10, like, what am I going to give that the highest? Like, seven, I mean, eight? it is a decent. It's actually a good movie. Yeah, that's a four star yeah. movie. At least a four star. That's I, I just said that. Seven or eight. Fuck. Seven is not a four star Oh my god, half star off. Fuck you. Like children. He just men, said that's what I said. People like have children men as like some of their in top ten of all time. That's right? also a beautiful to look at movie though. Yeah, it's okay. It's not I mean it has a lot of cool technical aspects to it. Oh yeah, to- lots of one shots following them around. Yeah, it's cool. But... I like that. Okay, <laughs> okay. Kyle. Yeah, don't downgrade. It, don't talk like that, Kyle. Like, I just think some of his stuff isn't as good as people say not that not that it takes away from Roma or anything I'm just saying like I'm just trying to remember exactly So you why rated Roma it. based on how you thought of his other movies? No. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I uh I would love to rewatch Roma and I think you reevaluate it. Yeah. <laughs> I think it would go up on a rewatch for yeah, sure. Yeah, I don't see how it could not. Yeah. I mean, just by cinematography alone. But I mean, yeah. then again, look at Nomadland. People are creaming their pants over that. It ain't going anywhere. Was that the one you guys Staying had right such a stank three. over? <laughs> yeah. We had a stank. Oh, no. Three I cannot of the four, wait. I three can't of wait until reviews. Kyle wins the contrarian. Movie of the year. Was yeah. Kyle the contrarian? Oh, yeah. Movie of, what? Well, the Oscar for Best Picture is Movie of the Year now? Best Picture is, what? I mean, what's your golden standard other than the Oscars? My if it wins best yeah. picture, it wins best picture. Remember, Green Book won best picture. We need to start having a Suds and Cinema <laughs> Green Awards. Best picture. We need a yeah, Suds it was the best movie Awards. that year. Yeah, that year sucked <laughs> movies. All right, we need to have a Suds and Cinema Awards. We I mean, if we if we, we discredit the Oscars, the best movie. then what do we even hold our? What do we even two say? out of three? <laughs> what do we even say means something? Why do we have to say why do we, why does that have to be like If you win MVP of a uh, basketball league you're the best basketball player of the league that year. Like do you honestly believe that most of the time though? Doesn't matter. It's <laughs> it's an award, right? Yeah, but we're comparing basketball stats to art now. So, let's not yeah, This like is a really gross basketball <laughs> basketball is a lot more objective cuz it's exactly. stats. It's not objective though. Yeah, it is. No, it's not. You could if your team if you're scoring fifty points a game, and your team's under five hundred. You're not winning. Doesn't matter if you have the best stats or not. But you're still being the running. So okay, what does that have to do with anything? Stats like art is complete. Like nothing means anything really. <laughs> like it's right. there's not like oh a score. You sheet. had like <laughs> three shots that were a slow pan. That's gonna get you. Ugh, good job this year. <laughs> like. There's not set There's a criteria. Stat. There's not really. There's got to be a criteria for them. No, it's just based mm-hmm. on like subjective opinions and what they think is the best based yeah, on but there's a criteria. subjective there's be things. A like, there's, there's, it, there's not, like, a very broad criteria of, it, within the fact that like, not, there is. like there can be a highest. Way broad, like if you're talking about range, this is like. Yeah, like you <laughs> from can be one degree the to highest scorer of all time, the most passes of all time, the most this. Those none of those things exist with movies. Most the Oscars of all time, longest movie of all time. Like, what does that mean though? It doesn't mean anything. <laughs> yeah, like that's yeah. an objective fact, sure, <laughs> but it Most doesn't. F words used. Yeah, who has like, the record? Narrative, narrative Pulp Fiction. fiction. Yeah. Pulp Fiction. It was narrative film is Wolf Classic of Wall Street. Qu- Quentin Tarantino. Now, but it used to be Pulp Fiction for like ever. 
There's yeah. look at these. <laughs> There's standards for the movie of the year. Oh, I think Goodfellas was above Pulp Fiction. Was it? That was that came out before. I don't know. Anyway, Uncut Gems. I, I, anyway, the reason I bring that up is because Uncut Gems actually got second, and it, it was only a few f bombs away from beating Wolf of Wall Street, and it's almost an hour shorter than that movie. You know. So that means they use it p- times per minute is way higher in uncut. The number, I don't even know. <laughs> like I don't even notice, like when there's like swearing in movies anymore. Number one, because yeah. I swear so but much. Isn't that yeah? Because life. I watched it, I'm like it just blew. It passed right through me. I didn't even like notice. Yeah, it, I did not. I, that was a recent. I, this is movie blowing my mind right now that you just said that because yeah, I just thought it was funny. That's what I'm saying. I literally didn't even notice. Yeah, like no. any swear words. In it. I no. know there were, but I can't think of a single one. Number one is Swearnet, the movie, which is literally yeah, meant, nar- to, uh, yeah, is meant to be. Yeah, the exactly. next one's Fuck, is a documentary. It's a documentary. Third is Wolf of Wall Street. Four is Uncut Gems. That's really surprising. Casino's number seven. Casino. Mm-hmm. End With- of Watch is number nine. Goodfellas is fourteen. Straight and Pulp Fiction is under that. Malcolm and Marie is up to 22. See, that's another that movie, movie I didn't said, notice. No, yeah. that's the only swear word they use in that fucking movie. <laughs> yeah. What? Literally, the only swear word they use is fuck. <laughs> All right. Malcolm and Marie. Moving on. Anyway. I watched a movie that's been on my watch list for a long time. I think I popped on it because it was pretty short. Um, And that is David Lynch's Eraserhead. This is David Lynch's oh. first uh, film, actually. And if you know anything about Lynch, you know it's going to be dreamlike, weird, and probably not for a lot of people. Uh, so it's basically just about this guy who lives in this, I mean, some people call it post-apocalyptic, which I wouldn't really, they never, there's no like thing in the movie that kind of points towards that. Well, there's like a picture of a nuke like in his bedroom, but you don't, it's like really hard to see. Anyway. It's like this dream world that's like dreary and dour and he has this girlfriend who gets pregnant but then apparently he never sees her until after she has the baby which is why I don't think it's like his girlfriend. Anyway, she has this mutant child and he has to go through these struggles of basically raising this kid and it's not even like raising it's more takes place in like takes place over like a couple nights and then it there's like a little time jump in there uh but it's super super weird almost like weird for the sake of being weird and i feel like that's a lot of david lynch's stuff and he's he's a person that says he doesn't want to be able to um explain his movies right and this one is pretty surface level for for him not wanting to people to get it or not wanting there to be an explanation. It's pretty surface level, just the anxieties of fatherhood. And what I think is not his, I don't think that was his girlfriend. I feel like that was like some girl that he was hooking up with, or maybe even a one night stand because he doesn't see her the whole time she's pregnant. And then she all of a sudden has the kid. Like, I feel like it's almost the anxieties of that. Like, knocking a girl up that you're just like messing around with and then having to raise this kid that you don't want. And that stuff was pretty good. But then there's a lot of just like other weird elements and, um, you know, if you want to, whatever you can pull from it, like that's also why I don't like, here's a, okay. A little side tangent about David Lynch. Like there's an interview with him where like he says like some person 
explains their interpretation of one of his films. He says, that's the stupidest fucking interpretation I've ever heard. But if you don't want your films to be interpretable, like <laughs> as a filmmaker or as an artist, that's all art is, is like whatever you can draw, your whatever somebody can draw interpretation, from it. Yeah. yeah. Whatever I draw from it, that's, that's personal to me. And that's what I'm going to get from it. So like, why are you saying like, I don't want this to be, have a definition or this to be, you know, there to be one interpretation of this, but then you're shitting on somebody that has whatever different their interpretation, interpretation than yours. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. come on, man. Anyway, I feel like that's kind of, he just like, needed to. yeah, I feel like he just like kind of is like up his own ass sometimes. And, you know, I love David Lynch and I think he's such a, an amazing character. <laughs> like his real personality is a, like a character. Um, and I like a lot of his other movies. I haven't seen all of them. I want to rewatch a lot of them, but I've only seen one and I didn't really like it. Which one? Mulholland Drive. Okay. Yeah. Mulholland Drive is pretty out there. I liked it. Yeah, I like I like it. Mulholland Drive My, a lot too. This yeah. is his first movie, so if you don't like Mulholland Drive, you're not gonna like this because there is some. I need a Dune. Yeah, mm, the first one. Yep. Um, not the new one. There is some like, <clears throat> there so is some really good man. technical stuff going on, like the sound in it, which he's famous for doing everything in this movie because it started out as a student film and he was on a shoestring budget, so he did, you know, like he shot it, directed it, wrote it did the sound, did everything for it. And there's really sweet sound in it. Like that's just like really puts you in like this off, you know, it's like a really off putting sound makes it feel more like a nightmare. And that's pretty much what the film is. And there's some good interpret um, interpretive stuff in it as well. Um, but just like how it, how it's paced and everything. It's even though it's so short, it felt so long. Um, I felt like some of the line delivery was pretty bad and like some of the acting was pretty bad. Um, and that could have been just like, was it supposed to be it, dreamlike? It could have been way? meant to be. Yeah. yeah. Like that, but that's what I hate is like, Oh, all the films are dreamlike. So if something's it's like off, a cop out. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, Oh, it was dreamlike. It was meant to be dreams. <laughs> yeah. Don't have to be. <laughs> yeah. You can't explain them. So you can't explain. But there is movie. some awesome, there is some awesome imagery <laughs> and like overall I'm, I'm positive on the film. I still like it, but it's just not like, I mean, some people love this film. Like, it's it was one of Kubrick's favorite films, which is just, like, shocking to me. So, anyway, I gave it a 3 out of 5. Would love to rewatch it, and we'll see what happens. Maybe I'll watch his other movies first, and then come back to it. I really, really, really want to watch Blue Velvet. If you have not seen Blue Velvet, Jacob. I have seen it, I oh, think, okay. at one time. It's been time. a long time. Yeah, it's been yeah. a long time. You should watch Blue Velvet. Turn up! I think it's a little bit more narrative based than his other movies. Uh, okay. Anything else, Jacob? I mean, I'm not going to go into it at all whatsoever, but I at least want to put my input in the fact that I did watch it also. And that's Judas and the Black Messiah. <laughs> you don't want to add anything? Give us well, your I general no thoughts. Idea. I, I liked it. It's a, another movie. I mean, I thought it was especially interesting because I did not know the story behind like this uh Fred Hampton, Hampton, yeah. Yeah, you did. You watched Chicago Trial of Chicago 7. Oh, yeah. Which but it doesn't <laughs> give you yeah. It gives you, like, no <laughs> insight into that. Just, I mean, it's another movie that's, like, really timely in that it's acting on things that we've, you know, <laughs> really are reflecting what we're seeing today in a lot of ways. And I the story was crazy and heartbreaking. It's just another sad story about how terrible things were at that time. 
And it also, I think, is a good reminder to show how far we've come since that time. Like, but yeah, in I thought it was regards? what, how far we've come in what regards with like race and in general, like, I think we are a lot better today than we were then. And well, I don't even exponentially. think, yeah. And I don't even think at that. We're not close to even where we should it, be. I just thought it was more interesting with the whole, like being against socialism and stuff, which was interesting. And the fact that they were so for that, which I had no idea that was such a big aspect of the, uh, Black Panther, Black Panther. Panther gang. I was going to say purple. That was <laughs> I <know>. Albion. Albion. <laughs> Black Panthers. Yeah, I, I didn't know that was such a big part, and I, I actually thought that was great. <laughs> and ju- it was also extremely interesting to see what it was the main character, uh, the guy from Daniel Get Kaluuya. Out. Yeah, but what was he his name in it? Fred Hampton. No, not him. The other guy. Le- Lakeith, oh, Lakeith Shaf- Stanfield? Stanfield. He was from... Yeah. Um, I'm not. Dude, I'm sorry. Bill O'Neill. Bill yeah. O'Neill. Well, I said get out. Sorry for bothering you. Lakeith. Oh yeah, he was in that. And too, Atlanta. He was barely in to get out. He was in it though. Yeah. Atlanta. He's in. Right. I don't know. I think I so. know him from. I'm sorry to bother you. Maybe and don't look that up, people. Anyway, <laughs> I thought that was super interesting too. Just like he originally. He's, in it. he's like the gardener, or whatever. Remember? He's like. Oh no! I know. I know he's in it, but he's not like. A main character in it. No, no. I know Sorry. he's in it. He's a he's the first black guy they show up. that's like brainwashed and yeah. you know, yeah. Yeah. Okay. But he's in it. Mm-hmm. But anyway. But I wouldn't say Lakeith Sanfield from Get Out. Like it's No, no. Sorry to bother you or um that's probably Photograph is another big one he did. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. So I don't know where I was going. Yeah. I thought it was just like, uh, oh, yeah, his character I thought was super interesting, too, because, I mean, really, he was just entering into this whole deal with everything with the FBI agent based on basically that was the only choice he had. And then after he got a taste of that, he liked the benefits he got from that. But then when he wanted to get out, he was stuck between a rock and a hard place where it's like, He's actually starting to like this gang, right? But he's also liking the perks he's getting from the FBI. And then the FBI fucks him over too, right? And he's just... But he's still getting benefits for what he's doing. And I thought it was especially interesting in the end, that last interview where it showed like the real Bill O'Neill. Uh, and, that was, and then he killed himself that day. Day after or something, right? No, that night. Oh, was it? Yeah. After, so. That was his only first and only interview and he killed himself that day. Oof. Oh, I know. I wish. Yeah, that's crazy. That was, that was crazy. That's a crazy story. Yeah. So I, I, just I really like that when yeah. that came. I was like, holy yeah. shit. So very interesting story. Shot well, acted well. I enjoyed it overall. I don't have too many else things to say about it. I'm sure you guys covered it in depth. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. It was probably the least talked about, but we went in depth. For yeah. Sure. But I definitely enjoyed it, and I gave it a four. Uh, very strong movies this week. <laughs> the three I watched here, all fours. <laughs> Apparently, that's my new. That's gonna be my new average here. Could be. All right, I got one more thing. Uh, just watched. don't go too much into this either, because I it's on my. Well, I've already. Yeah, I mean, you it's talked like my about f- you brushed it, but yeah, yeah, it's my fourth or fifth rewatch, so I'm not gonna go in depth. 
unless one of you guys watch it, then I'll be able to talk yeah, about yeah. it no, openly. I, I want to watch it this week. I will say it probably went down a hair for me, which is The Wailing, I should say. The Wailing. It is a uh, 2016 Korean horror thriller movie, um, which was right my, my number one my number one horror movie of the decade. Oh, you watched The Wailing. Yeah. The Wailing, Wailing yeah. yeah. Um, probably my number one of that year. Had to have been my number one of that year. I loved that movie. Of 2016? Yeah. yeah. Like movie? Yes. <laughs> um. Anyway, yeah, I love, love, love this film. I love how they do... I feel like they do so many things and do and like give you better twists than like Shyamalan or Nolan or anybody that's like they're and they're not out of nowhere. You know, they they're they're definitely in there. You just have to look for them. I love how they give you little breadcrumbs throughout the film. And it is shot so it's well. Be- like, I was going to say, so it's good I still remember how beautiful it looked. Kyle, yeah. 2016, pretty strong year for movies. It was a very strong year for film. Did you watch The Wailing, though? No, I just said that. Oh, um, yeah, you need to watch that. Dude, 2016 had Mad Max, Fury Road, The Revenant. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, spotlight. Mad one. Max there, but Revenant. It's not. Nocturnal Animals, Neon Demon, mm. Sing Street, The Witch. Neon Demon. Yeah, but Neon Demon. Oh, wait. I love, this must be a different year. I think The Wailing, it says 2016, but it might have been. I might have considered it. It was probably 2017. Year. Yeah, I might have considered it. That was probably in Korea. Year. It was 16. Okay. Right, yeah. right, right. 17. Because I was going to say, but that still is a strong year. 17? Those movies. Did you hear that? Wailing, yeah, that was Nocturnal insane. Animals, Neon Demon, yeah. Sing Street, The Witch. I didn't like. OJ the only one I liked was. Did the you Witch watch Neon season. Demon? I mean, it's. It's fucked. Fucking Nocturnal Nicholas Animals. Neon Demon is also insanely beautiful movie. I didn't like Drive that much, and I did not like Only God Forgives at all. Anyway, back to The Wailing, <laughs> the movie at hand. Oh, I like Bronson. Um, I think, what was I going to say? The There's like, I think it's all intentional. Like some of the stuff, some of the acting, like it's, it is so hard to tell because it's foreign, right? Right. But like, just a little over the top, but again, it's such a genre movie. Like I like forgive all that stuff. I don't know. I still love it and can't wait to rewatch it again. Did you, so you kept the same score for it? Oh yeah. It's still a five banger nice. for sure. I need to rewatch it then. Maybe not a six out of five, but it's a five out of five. I remember when I watched it, I'm like, yes. And it, I went, I huge, I was always into Asian horror movies and I saw, I was like, be- I've seen all of the ones that are rated the best of all time. And that was, up there. Oh, yeah. And I watched it and was not disappointed. It's so good. I love, like, we're going to get into this very heavily in our premium podcast, but I love, even though I'm not religious, I love religion and film mm. and, like, the amount that they have in here and, like, the tie ins and stuff. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I need to rewatch it. Yeah. I know I loved it. It was in my top 10 of the decade. Was it? Yeah. For horror. Yeah. Not of movies. No, of horror. <laughs> yeah. Well, for our. Yeah. Anybody that hasn't seen the Halloween, check it out while it's still. Well, actually, they just put it on Shutter, but it used to only be on Prime for a long time. I think but now I, it's I on Prime I and on Shutter. Netflix now. When, when it it might have been, it. but yeah. yeah. The, but they took it off of there, so now it's on Prime. Check it out while you can. It's, it's kind of long, but that's another thing, it too. Is is long, it's yeah. long, but it flies by. There's like always like something happening. It's over two hours. It's two th- like 2.40. Yeah. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Dude, it flies by. There's n- I don't remember there's never a lull. It, yeah, yeah 2.36. There's always something happening fuck. on screen. 
and the well, tension. Oh my god. We are recording we on watch Saturday, it so tomorrow would be. <laughs> I want to rewatch it. We can watch it together. You work tomorrow. We can maybe. Yeah. You have to watch tomorrow. Sundays are like movie day. After work. <laughs> all right, that's all I got. Uh, so next week we have two movies. I don't know if you want to do a double feature or if you only want to focus on one. Well, I have actual. There's free a lot time to now. catch up on, but. I we're not doing a hundred movies for twenty twenty one, thank God. So But uh next Never week again. is next week is Raya and the Last Dragon. Or I think it's Raya actually. I'm, I'm very excited Me about too. that. <laughs> yeah. Oh god, it looks like we want I know it's a Disney movie, so Kyle's gonna hate it. I'm not gonna hate it. He's gonna hate Kyle, it. Kyle already hates it. It's already going down for Kyle. You gave Soul what a three and a half? A four. Oh. Fuck okay. off. I wouldn't be surprised if you gave it a three, to be honest. I want to watch Chaos Walking, which is next week, which is not going to be good. Uh, it might not be good, but it's Doug Lyman, and this movie is like f- notorious for its release date being pushed. This movie has been, this is supposed to come out like two years ago. It has been pushed so far. What did like, he do, Doug Lyman? Born, go. Um, Edge of Tomorrow. Edge of Tomorrow. I like that movie a lot. Jumper. Didn't they change Edge of Tomorrow's? Name? Lived, I repeat. Yeah, lived it's always Edge of Tomorrow. Uh, that's such a bad name change. That movie was dope, actually. I liked Edge of Tomorrow. So, well, there's two. I mean, if you want to watch two, Ray and Tom Holland, Ray will be free on. Um, yeah, but that's Disney. the thing is they were done so far apart. Like Cherry was actually made recently. Chaos Walking was made three years ago. Ray will be free on. Disney Plus, won't it? Yep. No. It says, oh, no, it's a premium one. Fuck so it's off, like 30 bucks. 30 bucks. No shot at 30. Fuck out of here. It's $29.99. All right, we're not watching I already looked. I'm not paying to see it in theaters. I'll pay it. In theaters? Oh, oh on Disney Plus. I would Disney love to watch it in theater. Are well, they going to have it in theater? Fuck yeah. yeah. I'll watch it in theater. Barf. But I can just... A two-hour Disney movie? Jeez. It's going to be so good. I'm excited about it. I would rather Disney watch doesn't Chaos miss. Walking. They don't miss. <laughs> you know it's gonna be. It's good. gonna be solid. Maz Mickelson and Doug Lyman. Come on. All right. Well, anyway, those both. I we'll decide. But those are the two movies that are Raya's out. guaranteed. I'm gonna watch the that. The other Chaos sure. Walking is. So you guys can talk about Raya, and then we'll talk about Chaos Walking together. All right. No, we don't. Okay. I'm gonna watch it. I already planned on. I put it in my list. <laughs> see, I don't know if see the thing is like it comes out Friday, so if Cast Walking isn't VOD, we would have to go see it. All right, we'll talk about it. We'll decide, and um, that's it. Brings us to a close. Since the hunt, it's been a while. All right, I remember. If you want to send us a, if you want to send us a question or comment, send us an email at Suds and Cinema podcast at gmail.com give us a follow on instagram at sudden cinema podcast i am on letterbox and untapped at the kg project i'm on both of those as jsal 517 that's jsal 517 and i'm on both platforms at josh underscore saldana thanks for listening cheers guys Me pregunta que hasta cuando nos iremos a casar.